0: Welcome to Shandy. My name is Katu and I'm a graphic design and advertising and branding student. On Mondays and Thursdays, you can tune in for motivation and reviews about moving pictures. Let's get started. In the criminal justice system, sexually based offences are considered especially heinous. In New York City, The dedicated detectives who investigate these vicious felonies are members of an elite squad known as the Special Victims Unit. These are their stories. Doom, doom. Hi, welcome, hello, hello, hello. And I'm so excited to finally be talking about Law and Order SVU. Mmm, fantastic. So, let's first start by saying hi, hello, welcome. And for today's Crown Thursday, I'll be talking about law and order svu special victims unit and kotaro lives alone so there's definitely like a running theme for this week which is um special victims essentially so let's start by talking with talking with talking about the plot of law and order svu so svu is a spin-off from the original law and order which was created by dick wolf and dick wolf has a lot of other like law and orders and he's also done a lot of other like crime entertainment which definitely shows um i can definitely say i would 100 percent recommend svu if you are the type that likes uh crime entertainment but then at the same time it is also difficult to watch and like hear sometimes just because of what people go through so, that definitely, have to keep that in mind. Um, but, yeah, let's get into it. So, definitely, the plot is about how it follows the Special Victims Unit, which is a specially trained squad of detectives in New York, in the New York Police Department, who investigates sexually related crimes. Um, yeah, that's, I got this uh, plot description from IMDb, and that's pretty, yeah, But what's interesting is that, you know, you can definitely tell when it's, like, an SVU detective and, like, a policeman or another detective who's coming from, like, a different, is it called a squad? A different unit. Um, Like, there's Vice, I think, and there's, like, other ones that I can't think of right now. And, oh, yeah, like, terrorism and, like, uh, organized crime. And... It's really interesting to see like how the different units like look at each other. Like whenever an SVU detective would come on the scene, they'll be like, oh, the sex police are here. And he's just like, Chief, do you not want the same outcome? Like, what is happening here? But that was like really interesting to notice. And obviously SVU is, you know, it falls under the genres of crime, drama and mystery and the reason why i love this show so much is because i am a big fan of like crime shows like i think the f- one of the first crime shows i ever watched was probably csi miami and i'll always have that image of like horatio burned in my head when ever like he says something like when they find a body he'll be like looks like he took more than he bargained for and he takes off his glasses and then the theme song comes in and it's like wow ding, ding, ding. so that's like been stuck in my head. And then I would got into, um, I think it's called Scorpion, and I got into Criminal Minds, and I almost like binged all of it, but, you know, Criminal Minds, as much as I loved it, when I got into SVU, I realized that SVU is literally top tier. Like, Criminal Minds has a formula, and the formula is really simple and obvious and it's a great template to follow you know you get stuff done you have the crime that happens in the beginning either you see who did it or you don't see who did it and then you have different people um investigating and they do their thing and then they do their profiling their fbi profiling and then they make a break in the case they find the person they arrest the person before the next victim dies okay cool 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 and you know at a certain point you just you kind of get almost like tired of it because how many times can you do something like that and then get away with it without boring people it didn't work for me so when i got into svu who even told me to get into svu i think i think i kept you know what it was hulu it was hulu because i kept seeing like svu pop up like special victims unit and i was like okay i see this is a thing i'm acknowledging its existence and then i saw oh god bless tiktok but also tiktok is a curse it's both a blessing and a curse and i saw a tiktok one day i don't know it was like something someone said something and it was like video but then they ended it off with the iconic dun dun sound and then like created by dick wolf and i was like i did not understand that at all so that's when i like figured okay it's time for me to start understanding these things so i went into hulu i started watching and i was like whoa this is the first first of all the first episode is they really they don't hold punches they don't hold back and i think that's really one of its you know strong suits that it just it dives into it and it's important to make that distinction that you have all these different types of special victims and how to go forward with these different types of special victims if that makes sense um yeah just you know i really i binged like there are 23 seasons by the way and the 24th one has been renewed, but we don't have a date yet. And it's one of the longest primetime running shows. And they have over like 440 episodes, I think. And I just, you know, at first when I saw the 23 seasons, I was like, ain't no way. The, the quality must drop somewhere. Did it? No. Like, I can tell you, the only thing that dropped for me was, you know, in crime shows, like, where they start running out of content, so they'll bring back, like, criminals and, like, past people, they'll bring them back. Yeah, that's the only time where I'm like, I didn't like this character to begin with, so I don't know what exactly you're doing here. But, you know, that's just me. Um, Doesn't mean it's not a, a good show, you know what I'm saying? So, definitely has that going for it um right so <laughs> law and order is set in well at least svu is set in new york city and sometimes they'll like go to other states like georgia um if they need to like investigate a specific case that came from somewhere and like look for a pattern you know look for an mo and an mo i thought was what did MO? St- i thought mo stood for like Then I think it's sort of like method of operation or something, but it stands for modus operandi, I think. And I think that is pretty much method of operation. Yeah, I think it's pretty similar. Um, you know, just picking, just brushing up on my crime skills and like the law system, you know, um, very, very interesting. Just learning like a lot about the justice system and like how things work and like seeing how people can end up in prison, even though they're innocent, even though the state knows that they're innocent. that That's what broke my heart. Like, there were a lot of things that broke my heart with the show, but that was definitely one of them. Um, just... And the thing about... I think what works really well with Law & Order is that you never know where an episode is going to go. I swear. You'll have a crime happen, and you'll be like, okay, child abuse, cool, nice, whatever. And then nice isn't like okay you understand the plot you're gonna you know find the person who's doing the abusing or you know stop the abusing but then it goes on to like terrorism what what and you're just like hi 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 what what wow 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 you literally just never know what's gonna happen and i think that's one of the coolest things about svu because it doesn't necessarily follow a formula that, that that you can like immediately see and be like, oh, I know what's gonna happen. Like, I'll do this thing where, like if they settle on a random character in the beginning for too long, I'll be like, nah, that person's guilty. Am I right? 90% of the time, yes. Yes, I am. And another thing about Law and Order is all these characters, you know, for a show that's been going on since 1999, the year I was born, there is so much to like you know I'm thinking of all the episodes and like they're all like flooding through my head you know when I was doing a bit of research for the episode and it's so wild like just thinking about first of all main character uh, Olivia Benson who's played by Mariska Hargitay. she is truly a fighter I cannot tell you how many times she's been held hostage and the thing is I could tell you the plot of an episode and I still would not spoil it for you because that is how hectic the show is. I swear. It's it's wow. It's amazing. And they've been, you know, they've gone through a lot of like detectives and prosecutors and all these different people, especially like all the um, actors, like you get a lot of people that actually come back and play like different actors. And, you know, Mariska and iced tea are like technically the only two that are still there from like close to the beginning iced tea close to the beginning but mariska like the whole way she only she's been in all the episodes except for nine of them which i didn't even know she wasn't in i i think maybe i fell asleep during those ones or something because i need to go back and check that out um and yeah like you know they've had so many different Like, with shows like this, you'll see so many actors and actresses that you recognize. Like, I'll be watching and I'll be like, wait, that person's from here. Oh, that person's from 100. Oh, that person's from Modern Family. Oh, that person's from Game of Thrones. Like, there's so many different, like, you know, thingies. Like, there's um, Robin Williams has been on the show, Serena Williams, Elle Fanning, Viola Davis, all these people... And like some of them have been recurring, like Viola Davis, I've seen her like multiple times, you know, as a prosecutor. And just like the way they shift characters and the development of the characters is amazing. Like Ice T, he plays um Odowafin? I think. Yeah, he plays Odoafin. And uh they call him Finn for short. I'm not going to hold you. I didn't think he was going to last this long. (laughs) Like, when he first came on the show, he was just like, okay, sex crimes, okay. Let's, you know, let's get this done. He was very, like, deadpan. You know, he would just... It's not that he would do the bare minimum, but he would... I don't know. I feel like he wouldn't really overextend himself at least not like outwardly like he'll definitely he is like a very caring character and you can see that especially as we learn about him and his relationship with his ex-wife and his son and you know these different like seasons and episodes you see how the characters deal with the different like current events of that time so a lot of um, you know of course racism homophobia sexism um what's it called semitism um what are those people called really um uh neo-nazis like it there's so many different things that they tackle within a season within an episode you know terrorism and they still manage to like you know have it be like a fully fledged episode where you feel like there's not you're not feeling you know when you watch something and you feel like you just want more like a lot of the times there are times where I want more but I'm definitely satisfied you know like me wanting more is just being greedy at that point like there are certain episodes where you'll think okay this person is definitely going to be guilty they're going to go to jail great nice they're going to spend their life in prison or they're going to get the death sentence whatever that's great we love justice but then what does the jury see not guilty and you're just like what Nanny, not guilty? What? There have been times where I've I've literally like screamed, like, are you kidding me? Like what? And it's terrible because as a viewer, you know that person is 110% guilty, or you know, you can feel it, like even though there's no evidence, you know, mm-mm, that person, mm-mm. But somehow they still manage to escape. And the thing is sometimes it's also not even because the jury genuinely didn't think that like the where i see the jury like having a lot of problems or like something that needs to be you know um explained to me personally is the fact that it's not that you have to prove that you're not guilty it's that it's that the prosecution has to prove that you are guilty beyond unreasonable doubt. Keyword: unreasonable doubt. At first I did not know this, I didn't understand it. So then when I started watching the show and these people were like getting off and I was just like, what is happening? And then they explained, well, you don't have enough evidence. You, you know, it's circumstantial, like wrong place, wrong time vibes. And it's just like, damn. And the problem, and then another thing is there have been times where these um criminals who are being who are being prosecuted they would literally somehow get to one of the jurors and the thing is the whole jury has to like vote unanimously like okay this person is guilty this person is not guilty you can't you can't have like you if they're deadlocked like if they can't if they genuinely cannot make a decision then it's going to be declared a mistrial, and they have to go through everything again. And that person either goes back to prison slash jail, or they just go. And it's just befuddling. Like there's no way I can really talk about this show in one episode. Like there's. That's why I'm just speaking about it generally because if I try and go into like specific episodes, where I explain an episode going to be here for a very long time and that's that i mean we can do it we can definitely do that um but just just not today not today no no uh wow but yeah so let's talk a little bit about how finn is my favorite character ice tea is hilarious ice you know <laughs> this guy kills me because like there have been times where someone will say something, like, really serious. Like, oh, yeah, he broke his leg. He'll never be able to walk again. He literally says, wow, that's tough. <laughs> and it's like, um, sir, is that, <laughs> is that really how you're going to respond to, like, a life-threatening situation? And he's just like, that's that's just Finn. That's just how he is. That's, that's just his character. And I love that for him. And it's just it it's still wild to me that he's still like that after what, huh? what season did he come on two three i think at least 20 seasons and it's just it's really hectic you know the first time i heard about Ice tea being on svu was from john mulaney's show john Mullaney's a comedian and i've mentioned him in my stand-up comedy episode as well and he i think I think it was new kid in town it was so funny but like i didn't understand why it was funny he explained like a certain scene from svu about how you know someone will be wait what what? you know what let me not get into it because i'm already forgetting it but basically you can just google john mulaney svu and you'll find it you'll find the clip Um, And it's actually not that bad. Like, he's almost accurate about how he portrays Ice-T on the show. You know, it's really cool to, like, see how a show... Like, it's cool to see a really good show. Like, really, really, really good. I think it's the best crime show I've ever watched, number one. Number two it's still going on i haven't finished season 23 yet and i can tell you i binged from season one until 23 from f- february yeah i think february until like april um i saw something that said you'd have to set aside about three weeks to watch it you know like probably like binge like almost 24 7. did i have that time of course not i have a life but I did, I would watch, like, all the time. When I would eat, I would watch it to sleep, and then in the morning, I'd wake up and restart the episode because I missed something. I would watch it on my commute. I would watch it almost doing anything, like, almost everything except, like, showering. That's the only time I would not watch it because, honestly, I did not have space in my shower to put my phone. That is the only reason I would not watch it in the shower. And that really says something it's just it's so good so so good and you know it's really it can be really harrowing and it can be really dramatic and it can be really heavy to watch but you end up just relishing in it like it's just yeah no I would definitely recommend it like it's at least like the first cup I would say definitely try the first season the first season was really interesting you know seeing how um things worked and like the way people would speak I mean they definitely do use uh some slurs that I of course do not approve of and I don't like hearing in shows period um but yeah really really interesting you know um situations and just the way things change and how certain episodes also inspired by real crime in fact like you know svu was inspired by the preppy killer from 1986 um and that was you know just like an interesting factoid just knowing that svu did come from a place of truth because they are people out there like that they are you know i don't think it i don't think it's good to call criminals monsters because you know that that romanticizes them i've already said this before but that basically it gives them like an air of like what's the word they, they're not tangible like you know monsters are not real monsters come from like fairy tales and like stories and folklore but These people are real, so it's important to make that distinction that, okay, these are real people. This is a real man or a real woman or a real person. Like, this is, it's not, it's not just a show. These things actually happen, which is why I often cry when I watch the show. Because things like this, with the amount of people we have in the world, what, like 7 billion people that we have in the world? 110 percent i can guarantee that most of these things if not all of them have happened somewhere somehow and that's just a really unfortunate truth about the show that it shows like what's the word it like shines a mirror on society and it's like this is you this is what you look like this is what you're doing and it's super frustrating because you hear the way people will Defend the perps and you know, make it about how the victim was drunk, how the victim you know was upset they didn't call him back or didn't give them money, so they're just blaming him, wanting money, blah blah blah. False rape accusations, and then you get to some episodes where the victims actually, the so called victims, actually did make false claims, and then they you know, they just like topple the tower for people, and it's Oh, frustrating but yeah let's wrap up this segment a little bit um we are gonna run out of time pretty soon and yeah you know just just let me let me leave you with a few facts right so excuse me that Dun dun sound from. <laughs> I love making that sound. Actually, I've been trying to like I've been trying to do research on like why they don't do because they used to do the dun dun with like every scene cut in the beginning, but now they don't do it as often, which is really weird and really unfortunate because it's such a cool sound. Um, but yeah, that sound is apparently made by 500 men stomping their feet, and I think that is really hilarious. And Ice-T was only supposed to be in four episodes, but then, cause he was also running the, like his record label at the time. And then he was like, you know what? Let me continue the show. And I think he is a fabulous, fantastic addition to the show. Definitely um, a great, I wouldn't say buffer necessarily for Olivia, but you know, he does bring a different viewpoint, a different sense to the show um yeah and that's that's i mean that's not it for svu but you know that's it for the episode for svu and yeah so i'm gonna go on and talk about kotaro lives alone and from there yeah it's it's goodbye folks (laughs) okay let's see let's see right so i'm gonna give you a little break and then i'm gonna talk about kotaro lives alone all right all right all right so let's get into it Kotaro Lives Alone is an anime of course I have to bring in an anime about um an unpopular manga artist who has to care for his new neighbor who is a five-year-old child living alone um yeah no this plot I was just like why is this kid living alone like is there like a funny reason or something and you know because it is a comedy um it is really funny but it's also incredibly sad like it's one of the reasons why i put kotaro lives alone with special victims because he is a special victim you know um he's a kid that comes from a broken home and you know when you find out why he's living alone because you don't find out like in one episode they're like Slowly, you know, bring it into different episodes with like different situations, like, you know, why he buys certain tissues and why he makes so much food when he eats alone, why he always carries around a little sword. Like, it's interesting because you'd think that he's really mature because he's living alone, and he is. Like, he does have a sense of maturity with, like, you know, about him but at the same time he's still a kid like he's still literally like a child and you can definitely see that you know in his flawed way of thinking like it's really hectic and then you know certain episodes you'll see the way some kids have like you know a lot of privilege like they'll have their parents or they'll have someone at home excuse me someone at home who will like help out and like what's the word domestic help there we go we'll have someone at home who's like domestic help and you know you see these like privileged kids and then okay i'm specifically talking about this one episode this kid he wanted to like run away from home and he said yeah i'm gonna run away because my parents my mom wants me to like do stuff and i don't want to do the stuff um you know just kids being kids not understanding You know the importance of not necessarily listening to your parents but like the importance of learning why you should slash need to do certain things and then kotaro was like okay i'll run away with you and then but like he doesn't really need to run away because he lives alone so he was like okay you can come over to my place and we can run away later the kid goes over to his place and he sees that there's no one there and he's like you don't have anyone at home waiting for you. And Kotaro was quiet. Then the kid just... He got scared and he left. He was like, oh, okay. I think I'm going to go home now. And like... <sighs> that was really sad. I can't tell you how much. I've probably cried like every... I would say probably every episode except episode one. Um, Yeah, there are 10 episodes. they are about 20 minutes. You know, regular anime um stuff and like it's interesting to see how a kid can like change people's lives you know it's him of course him being like the protagonist he does have like a lot of sway within the show because it's literally about him but you know it's interesting to see how the writers especially the manga artist in the beginning well i mean the manga artist isn't the manga artist of Kotaro Lizuro, not the one who's in the plot, and you know at first I was hesitant to watch the show because of the animation style. Um, I don't like the way the characters look, Uh, not a vibe, but the way Kotaro is drawn, so cute, he's so cute, he's so cute, he's so precious, like there was this one episode where he would he started gaining a lot of weight and then his neighbors were all because his neighbors like basically take care of him essentially like they don't take care of him but like they watch over him you know like he does take care of himself but like the neighbors watch over him so this one episode where he came home and he like gained a lot of weight and then everyone was like what is going on is anything like you know different happening at school you know they asked the teachers and teachers like no nothing much And then, one day, someone from his apartment complex went to school with him. There was like this kind of like parent-teacher event thing where they go and have lunch with the kids like during their lunch so they can see how the kids interact with each other. And they saw that all the other kids were giving Kodaro leftovers because he would offer to eat it because he knows what it feels like to not have food so he would eat it because that's just what he was used to and that was so sad i was like damn not this child eating because he doesn't know if he'll eat again like what like just having that like systematic way of thinking for a kid even worse even worse um but you know i would definitely recommend the show it's really it's a great filler show um there's not much thinking to it it ends really really sadly i don't i mean i don't know i am more emotional than a lot of other people so i still would recommend it it's so 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 sad but really funny like because kotaro is just a kid so the way he like sees things and understands things is really interesting and I would one hundred percent recommend the show, especially after watching something like SVU. Um, but yeah, that's that's literally it for Kotoro Lives Alone. Really cute, definitely recommended. Very funny, and yeah, man, secure the bag. It's on Netflix. Oh, and I didn't say um, SVU is on Hulu, and I think it's on NBC and Peacock. But Kotoro Lives Alone, the anime animation animation wow i said animation like three times that version is on netflix because it is a live action i haven't watched the live action i don't plan on watching the live action that just i'm i'm not a fan of live actions but um yeah definitely check it out see the episode. see how you feel let me know you feel about it you know i always love hearing about what people think about the shows that i do recommend or don't recommend have i ever not recommended a show or a movie huh interesting it's a very good question but anyways yeah guys have a really good one i mean folks have a really good one um yeah i would definitely yeah no sorry i'm just thinking yeah seriously watch it i would honestly probably recommend it to anyone who does watch anime and i think it's also it's actually i think it would be a good like beginner anime as well if you haven't really watched anime before you can watch it dubbed i think i don't actually i'm not too sure but you know i always suggest subbed because that's just so much better it is literally just so much better but you know we move So anyways, have a great one and I will see you for Monday motivation. Thank you so much for listening. It means the world to me and you'll be welcomed back with open arms when you're back for the next episode. Follow Shandi on Instagram at shandi.pod for updates and as a way to reach me should you have any ideas, questions and so on. So I'll see you later.